0: guys welcome back to another episode of the ike M- mma podcast and i'm here with my co-host emmanuel from prospects uh prospects mma uh emmanuel how are you
1: i am very good man very very good very good and
0: nice you? To- no, I'm, I'm well i'm well i'm fine it's nice nice to see you still fresh and not hung over from yesterday <laughs> i thought you'd be spending the whole day drinking celebrating your no no no
1: we don't do that we are in training camp for the 9th of April so we don't do that
0: you got a fight coming up isn't it yes 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 Yes, I remember
1: 9th of April we're fighting so I got a way to be on I got to be in shape if I don't do all the things that I'm supposed to do it's going to show on the day I'm going to get exposed and that's something I don't want happening obviously so whatever celebrations you know they can all wait until after. I'll be drunk after. I'll be drunk. I'll be hangover the day after, like all those things. I'll do all that the day after. But until then, no.
0: Emmanuel, one, just one thing. I can, I can still hear an echo. Are you sure your audio is coming through just purely through the headphones that you're wearing? Speak. I, I can still hear an echo.
1: Yeah. So while you're talking, the sounds coming from here from the headphones. Hmm. When you're talking, yeah. Okay. So I don't know what 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 that is. Um, I never I never have that problem on the Instagram lives. Like as long, as long as my guest is also wearing headphones, then it's fine. But if yeah, if they are not wearing, then you can hear the phone. Uh, obviously. Yeah, of course. Yeah, playing my, Blank, my yeah. son on, on on their end, and, and that catches on the on the on the microphone and feeds it back to me. So,
0: yeah. So let's no. get straight into it. Bellasaur two seventy five. Okay. Bellasaur Dublin. I know it's a bit late because now everyone. Everyone's wow. Focusing on the next. <laughs> God.
1: Yeah, that was that was an experience and a half. <laughs> it was like fucking amazing. Um, have you ever been to, to, to a live event with, uh, like UFCs no, or anything no, like more, that? No, I think
0: the closest I've been is the AFS that on your behalf I went to uh about oh, a few weeks right. ago now. Yeah. Well that yeah, was yeah, an experience yeah, yeah. in itself, yeah.
1: Right. So say say the AFS is something like say it's like Cage Warriors or IUR fighting championship yeah this one like if you've seen any of the videos on my feed about the crowd and the stadium and like it's like a thousand times bigger like no joke it was like filled like yeah top to bottom all the people you see on tv like right there in front of you that was like so surreal um guests that i had on the podcast before like sinead Kavanaugh, you know i had never met her before you know they were there seeing her there, seeing like uh, Austin Vanderford in the backstage like right next to me uh, Jordan Lugo that I had on the podcast from the US, flies all the way over to, to Ireland to fight Brian Moore um, having that moment to interview them after the fight, like the whole thing was amazing, yeah mm-hmm. Nice. Let me know where you want me to start, or I won't start. Talking, no, start, so.
0: <laughs> start, 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 start from the start from the beginning. What was it like? I mean, when you got there, was a like proper, proper security has to go through, and did they or did they give you the full uh, the full freedom to roam wherever you wanted to, to in terms of interviewing no. fighters? Okay.
1: No, right. So, um, way more organized than say the likes of a Clan Wars, Cage Warriors, uh, or sorry. Cage Legacy, I U R, like all those shows. Chaos. Um, As soon as I got there, I had to be like searched by security, like fucking airport kind of deal, you know, because I was bringing my my big bag with my equipment inside and, you know, metal detectors and shit. And, oh, we got to check everything. And then there was a mix up because I got the email saying because of COVID restrictions, we will not be supplying any food or drinks. So, please bring your own food or drinks. Sure. And uh, I bring it. And then the guy's like, oh, you're not allowed food or drinks. And then I'm like, but the email says here you can. So then he had to go and get someone else, like a supervisor. The supervisor was like, oh, yeah, yeah, he's media. He's fine. Yes, he, he can go ahead. So then they let me through. Um, then I had to go and collect my credentials first, show my ID and all that stuff, get the Wi Fi passwords for the media people get all that set up on my phones then they 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 went to show me to the to the media corner and they went to show me like this is where we're doing the interviews and this is where you're sitting in between fights
0: sure
1: uh so i was only allowed to go from like basically a to b so i'm either on the media corner or i can either go backstage to do the interviews and besides that toilet so it's only like you can go to the toilet you can go to the media corner or backstage. That's about it. Um, so so yeah, so as soon as I go to the media corner, um front row, all fucking taken by Severe MMA. They had like five <laughs> or six guys on there, yeah. uh, big team. Um, like Andy Stevens was there, uh Sean was there. Um yeah, I don't remember the other names, but yeah, like. They had their whole team there, basically. Um, So I arrived like after five, and the media bit opened at five. So I take it that they were all queuing and ready to go for five, to take the front row seats or something. Um, Again, first time doing an event like that, so I didn't really know what to expect or anything. Um, But yeah, I, I, I find like a free spot. I don't see who's there. I'm just asking, you know, like, excuse me, can I get through and this and that? Because I wanted to stay next to the leads so I could charge my phones, right? And then, and the leads were, like, in between the tables. And then you had, like, four seats to each side. And there was, like, a one team of guys that were from the Daily Mirror in London, right? Yeah. Or the okay. Daily News, whichever the big one Daily is. Daily Mirror. Is Daily Mirror. There you go. Yeah. So... Four, uh, three, three, three guys actually uh, from the Daily Mirror, and I sit next to him, and, and and like who's right there, obviously part of that team, uh, it's Donna Corbin, who's the guy that used to work for MMA Island and who recommended me to fill his spot because he got a full time job at the Daily Mirror.
0: You told me, you told me, so, yeah.
1: right, yeah, yeah. So so that's the guy that at the very first Clan Wars show me what to do and told me like oh you did this you did that and blah 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 and do the story yeah. mm. so the guy like pretty much showed me the ropes and I thought it was so funny that very first Bellator I'm like right next to him again sitting right next to him again um and yeah you can see like the levels like there's levels to this and the guy is like so professional like you know suit and tie and has his laptop and he's writing articles and shit and he was able to get an interview with conor mcgregor and as soon as he gets the interview conor mcgregor it's like sit down headphones on to listen to what the words were start transcribing the article and all this and that and upload it straight away onto the website so like yeah next level stuff Mm -hmm. um so, yeah, so, so, so that was cool in a way, like full circle, clan wars to Bellator. And I'm right next to the same guy. and I'm feeling his spot, basically, you know, feeling his spot um, from MMA Island because they didn't have anybody at the last Bellator. Uh, so, yeah, so sit there. Um, then a, a couple of more guys from like two Irish newspapers sit next to me. What's up?
0: I just had a call come through.
1: You never put your phone on silent, or, or, or like, no, it's
0: just the, um, <laughs> I, put, I have call forwarding, so I uh, just hope nothing. I've, I recognize the number, just hope it's nothing serious. But anyway, right,
1: we don't Uh, but yeah, so, so then um, a couple more guys from Irish newspaper, sit next to me. With like yeah. you know proper equipment, you know proper cameras and and all this and that shit, um, and then like, like uh, I only got my phones. That's that's like literally all, all I got here. But anyway, um, I didn't let that you know um, yeah get in the way or or anything like that. So um, shortly after that, first fight um, first fight starts, um, and yeah. The action began, you know, like try try and get footage and stuff in between or, or or you know, as the fight goes on and the security comes over and is like, no videos allowed and this and that, you're not allowed to to record or take photos. You see,
0: that's been one of my main concerns, especially when I went to AFS and the first live event watching a fight cage that for the first time. There always seems to be at least one person that didn't get the memo that this is what your superior sent and it's in writing in an email and then this is what you're saying when you get to the actual event on the day of the event because all the email that you were given which came from the organizers Bellator and Scott Coker, they must have seen that because that, that email was, was written by their superiors, by their employers. So that that's pretty... The PR yeah, it's by
1: the PR company that uh, works for Bellator. So like that's I right. got I was able to like speak with everybody in the backstage and and, and get the inside scoop of how this all works. So basically, Bellator hires a PR company who then handles all the media, all the media credentials. They are the ones that write write out the emails and and they are the ones that uh, write, for example, their tweets and stuff like that. They choose the best photos. Like right next to the media corner, there was the Bellator corner, Mm -hmm. and you could see the guys working on editing the footage in real time and, and, and tweeting and choosing the best photos and the best angles and like all this stuff that people don't see from, from the back, right? From 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 the uh, the production side. Um, and, and, and it kind of reminded me whenever I was doing like uh, the Game of Thrones or whenever I was doing the Line of Duty, those shows, um, there's so much that goes on behind the cameras that people have no idea.
0: Yeah, of course. Uh, people
1: uh... don't... Don't even imagine. So, because um, whenever I was doing like a, a bit of acting and extra work and all that that stuff, I was like phew, mind blown by everything that goes in in the backstage. So, in a way, it was the same thing again. Just watching everything that goes on behind. Because like a show like I, AFS, Clan Wars, like that's a very small show. they they they, they just have like the two cameras. And they are streaming it live and there's no editing of the footage. They might do a replay or something. And, that, yeah. and that's it where this is being televised, right? There's, there's being televised. They have adverts going in the middle. They have the replays that they have to play from maybe different angles and this and that. If there's, um, you, you you know, if there's um, something that happened and people don't know if it's a foul or not, or this and that, or, or, you know, was it really a kick in the nuts or was it not? Let's play from this angle. Let's play from that angle. Let's see if you can see it, you know, that kind of stuff. So, all that is happening in real time. We'll say, uh, yeah. So, that was, that, that was cool to see. Uh, but yeah, anyway, for for first fight, uh, Lee Hammond, the guy that I told you keep an eye on, first round finish, uh, Conor McGregor, then storms in. Like, I wasn't seeing him whatsoever. And then he comes from the backstage, which is like right next to where we were, um, and he goes inside the cage and all that. And 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 then when he comes out, I take that video uh, that MMA Island posted, and uh, yeah, that video goes viral because like people got to see how thick and big Conor McGregor is right now. Uh, yeah, it's nice.
0: He's look before he used to look what quite skinny, almost skeletal, like. Now he's putting lots of muscle size. He looks like a
1: monster and a half, man. He looks like a monster and a half. This is like light like heavyweight McGregor. <laughs> no joke. So so, yeah. Oh, you, but no, you can't we'll see. See. Anyway, no,
0: but I've seen enough uh, images to see what he looks like at the moment. Like, uh I can't see that.
1: Uh, this this it's video just... got two hundred thousand over two hundred thousand views already um on Instagram. But, but, that, that, was cool. some, that
0: was a video that you recorded for MMA Islands. Yeah, are you that, You recorded that video for M, for um, MMA Islands.
1: Yeah, basically, like everything that I was doing, like they said, this is what they want, so I did what they wanted, and then everything else that I wanted for me, I did it for me, you know. So like okay. all the backstage interviews, they weren't necessary, but I mm-hmm. done it for me, for my, for my own content, you know.
0: I'm just saying that um, anything you recorded for them, not and, and I have nothing against MMA, MMA, <laughs> against M M A Island, but uh, they're great. Uh, but uh, you know, since you were there, um, I think um, you sh- you could have you know also added it to your account as well because it's kind of it is your it did. Okay. yeah yeah they did it.
1: they put me as their collaborator and they tagged me on it and I got a bunch of followers after that post. Mm -hmm. um and 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 the post is still going going viral so um yeah like you know you know that you're getting followers from them whenever whenever like i do this when i get a new follow i just check because it says oh this person also follows you know clan wars or this and that or blah 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 so i know they are coming you know from the irish scene or whatever where this one is like they follow mma island and that's about it there's Mm -hmm. nothing else in common so I know it's coming from their side. Um, but yeah, like uh, it's it's at the end of the day, it's their content. They are hiring okay. me to do a job, so the yes, content sir. is okay. theirs. Uh, but yeah, man, I was in charge of the account pretty much. So um, all the stories that you saw posted on the on the day from MMA Island, that was me posting all the tags, all that, and I made sure that I gave the guys from here the exposure on the MMA Island. So yeah, like. When, when Lee Hammond had his victory, also on the story, tagged him, tagged the SPG Ireland, Coach Kavanaugh and all that that stuff. And that goes into the MMA Island. so everybody can see that. When Darek okay. Kelly got his victory, same thing. Nathan Kelly, Kieran Clark, like all those guys. I made sure I put them all on the stories of the mm-hmm. MMA Island so uh, that they can get the exposure. Obviously, I tagged myself in all the stories good then of course
0: could, yeah <laughs>
1: yeah so then I could re- reshare to my page as well um, and yeah again I'm there to, to 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 service the fighters right for the entertainment that they are providing us as fans right sure. so there to provide as much exposure as possible and, 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 and yeah make sure everybody sees their their handiwork I guess so yeah so that was that, man. Um, as soon as the fight started and the interview started and all that, I, I was kind of like hanging in the back to see what everybody else is doing and then kind of follow along. So since I saw some guys taking pictures and filming and this and that, I was like, okay, I guess I can do the same shit. Yeah, yeah. And I start yeah, doing it. And then the security comes over and he says, you can't do that. And I'm like, oh, okay, sorry, whatever. And I put the stuff away. And then I see guys doing it again. And I'm like, what the fuck, right? Okay, if they're doing, I'm doing it too. And then I do it again. The difference was now, this was in between rounds. Okay. So the first time was while the fight was live. Second time in between rounds. Um, And then the guy comes and says the same thing. And I'm like, but everybody else is doing as well. And then he goes and checks with somebody. And then somebody else who's above them comes and talks to us and he says, Okay, you're, you're allowed in between fights and after the fight is over. so oh, Sorry, in, in between rounds and after the fight is over, but no photos or videos while the fight is going. All like, right, okay, okay. So now we have a black and white situation where I know where I'm crossing the line and I know where the line is, so I know where to work. Okay, so, so that's fine. Um, and yeah and then and, and from then on we had no problems whatsoever okay um uh, mm-hmm. was like super cool to watch the guys fight go backstage talk to them conor mcgregor then comes backstage um and he's like oh the, the work you guys do in the meet is so important for us and this and that i'm like oh cool <laughs> got a fist pump as well like yeah sweet Um, and then the biggest fail ever was when I asked him to, if we can take a a photo and he says, yes, I'm like, Oh, sweet. And my camera has the setting of as a selfie, a two second delay and the flash on. Um, and I forgot to take that off to like take immediate photos. So the flash goes on he thinks the photo is done and he walks away while the one, two second is going. Aye. So the photo that that I have is like, like him like walking right behind me, walking oh. away. <laughs> uh, uh, and I'm I can sure laugh pe- at it. And, and, no, other people yeah.
0: wanna, w- want his time as well, so I'm sure he's being harassed by so many other, so many other people in the other media.
1: I felt so sorry for him. It's like, the guy was being swarmed, not just by fans, right? Mm. But by media on the inside and, and, you know, even like securities, coaches, other fighters. Like everybody wants a selfie with the guy. Everybody wants to talk to him. Yeah. Mm. But it's like whenever I asked him, like I, 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 I totally regret asking him because, like, in my mind, this was going to be like such a, a cool moment or a special moment. And the guy was like, "Yeah, right. Okay, yeah. Like, you could see like You're I must tied. have been like the the one thousand person on that day asking, you know, for the same shit again and again and again and again. And I'm like, oh fuck, yeah, okay. Like, I'll never. But you ask said, you then, yeah. Emmanuel, to you themselves. said
0: that when you've been to certain um certain fights, maybe for the smaller promotions." That has happened to you, kind of. Maybe they don't ask many pictures, but people was calling your name or oh, prospects at MMA here and there because they've seen your interview with some of the fighters that they got, they've been to see perform or to compete. So mm-hmm. I'm sure that's something you're used to.
1: Not that I'm used to, but it's like it's a smaller scale. Like yeah, in yes, Bellator, yeah. three people come came and talk to me. Three people, right? Three people out of thousands, thousands thousands of people. Three came came and talked to me. Um, one messaged me and says, oh, I can see you down there, red t-shirt, blah, blah, blah. Can I come and talk to you? And I'm like, yes, yeah, sir, yeah, come on. And the guy came down and we talked and uh, um, he asked for a selfie, took a selfie, posted on his thing, tapped me. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Um, another one was a guest that I had on the podcast um, before. So we had talked but again, he saw me on the media there and he's like, oh, can I come down and talk to you? I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure. Um, and then there was another person just uh, as I was walking to the toilets that asked. Um, so so like events like Clan Wars and Cage Legacy, IUR, that kind of happens more often. Uh, but but it's not that I'm used to. It's not that i big headed or anything I, like. I wouldn't be here or in this position that I am if it wasn't for my followers, if it wasn't yeah, for yeah. fans or whatever you want to call it. If it wasn't for them, like, I would not be here. If I if I was a, uh, you know, uh, say a, a media page or if I'm a, a podcast with say 300 followers, MMA Island would never pay attention to me or even entertain sending me on their behalf. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm a guy that, like, I've put on over three hundred hours of work into this uh not counting the eleven events that I've done already cage side coverage like that's always like eight, 10, 12 hours of a day just to do an event like that, plus the travel and all that stuff so like they can see they can see the 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 work that I'm putting in and, and, and um and yeah, so in that sense. If I'm putting all this work and say I don't get the return, um, then people will not be asking me, oh, can I take a photo or whatever? So if they do, I will absolutely take time to say hello, to, to greet them, to take photo, all that. When he gets to thousands, if he ever gets to that, then I'll worry about that when that happens. But for now, it's like three people here, four people there, five people here, so like... For each one of them, I got the time. Like it's 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 not a bother at all. Mm. um you know what I mean? Not where where, I, where I know like, what you mean. McGregor. You must like I'm I'm not kidding. The guy was being swarmed. Like can you imagine being surrounded by people? I get fucking anxiety from that shit. I'm like, you know, like if I'm surrounded by people, my my alarms go off straight away. Um, you know, shit's about to go down or something like that. So I don't have that feeling of, oh, this is just a positive experience. You know what I mean? Like one person, fine, two people, fine. Like if I'm being fucking sworn, yeah. No, because like, if, my brain no, is not going to tell me this is a positive experience. It's good to be surrounded. Like there's no. a
0: saying that they have, that we have here in the UK. I'm not sure if it's something that's um, said around elsewhere in the world, but they say, if you build it, they will come. And you've interviewed a lot of fighters. I mean, I've not interviewed that many fighters at all. I mean, um, yeah, but you've interviewed a lot of fighters. So even on the smaller local um, scene in, in Ireland and in the UK here, um, that would have gotten you some exposure. And so a lot of people would have known who you are. So, um, yeah. yeah, no, of course. Uh, and because it's a sport that many people do like to follow, despite the argument routine. Uh, Makes martial the future. Makes martial arts against boxing. Still, a lot of people like the sport. A lot of people still respect and are loyal to people on the smaller local scenes. And eventually, once they eventually those guys on the local scene will work their work their way up to the international scenes with Bellator, BFL, one championship in the UFC. So people aren't disres- disregarding what you're doing at all.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Like my 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 favorite interview was the one with Nathan Kelly. And anybody can go watch that one on, on my YouTube because I, I, I asked him how it is going from, you know, Clan wars, nine second knockout, then getting the belt to now being a Bellator. Um, and Nathan says something among the lines of you've been there every step of the way. And, like, that was so special because it's true. Like, I had him on the podcast before he had his Clanmore's debut. Yeah. Watch him knock a guy out in nine seconds. Watch him then become a contender. I had him on the podcast in between these these steps, right? Watch him become a contender, fight for the belt, win the belt in the first round by knockout again. Watch him getting hired by Bellator for this fight. And I watched him live at this fight. So something like that is like, okay, I, yeah, there's, 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 I suppose there's no money that you can, you know, buy a ticket to, to like document this shit or, or, or or to witness this stuff, you know? Um, so yeah, very blessed for, for doing what I'm doing, doing what I love and, 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 actually helping guys like this come up, you know? Um, yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: <laughs> we talk about we talked about the fighters and yeah we talked about Bellator two seven five in Dublin, um, but another something else I kind of experienced the hard way, especially this week, in the past two days before we did that we're recording this episode is when fighters cancel on you, <laughs> or when something happens and they they forget about the interview, temporarily. Kind of they have to whatever come up whatever's come up they have to um, they've got to face that because obviously they want to.
1: It just happened, to me, same, it just happened to me yesterday. Same, same, yeah. Like, w- last night, I was supposed to have a guy at half, at nine o'clock I, uh, he was, and he forgot about it. I'm like, okay, cool, we'll reschedule. Like, no big deal. You know, I, I'm used to that shit now.
0: <laughs> it can be annoying because you're sat there waiting and waiting and waiting. You message them at least two to three hours, at least two hours before the scheduled time. You know, don't get a reply. Thinking maybe they have forgotten, maybe they're sleeping, maybe something has happened because we've got a fight coming up. with something important relates to the fight, it, it has just come up out of nowhere. Surprise has come up, come up unexpectedly, then obviously they're going to take care of that first. If they're injured or they've got a training set, you're obviously going to naturally, I would expect them to take care of that first before the uh for an interview. The interview is always secondary. Um, but it can be it can be frustrating because you want to grow your platform. And sometimes it does seem like a, a setback. But I, all I can say is, I suppose, it just makes you makes me appreciate the highs a lot more when stuff like this happens. I mean, Monday yeah. I was yeah. doing an interview with, um, what's his name, uh, Jovan, um, Jovan um, Mastofaric or something like that, the Serbian sensation. Have you heard of him? No. Right. I know he's, uh, I think he's just had uh one fight. He's gonna he has another fight coming up this um Saturday against um is it oh, I've forgotten it where does he know. fight at um he fights in I think somewhere okay? somewhere in southwest or southeast London I think in the Croydon area but when we were doing the interview and we kind of had to scrap the whole thing because um He was on his way, he was driving. So it felt, the whole thing felt rushed. So I always do it at a time when he could sit down and just concentrate on the actual conversation, the dialogue that we're having. You see,
1: stuff like that, I would never scrap. Like, if that's how it happened, then that's how it happened. And I would still publish it. And that's it, you know? And that's just a, a small chapter in what may become a second interview, third interview, fourth, fifth. 10 interviews, 20 interviews down the line with this guy, because he's going to grow as a fighter in years to come, right? So, yeah. whether he makes it to the UFC, if he does, if he becomes someone really well-known, you're going to be kicking yourself in the teeth because you scrapped that interview that he had for the first time with him. Mm. You, know? you see, on that the one hand, on the one so. hand,
0: I agree with what you say. I agree with what you're saying, Um, but on the other hand, is it bad to be a perfectionist because you want it, you want it to be presented. Absolutely.
1: absolutely, It's super bad. And I can, I can tell you that from dealing with clients. Clients, clients, they, they, they come to me, they want to lose weight and this and that. And they expect, like, as soon as they have day one perfect, and if day two doesn't go perfect, off the rails, binge eating, whatever, ah, fuck it, because I messed this day up. Like, no, that's not the way to look at things. If you can't hit 100% today, aim for 90. And if you can't do 90, aim for 80. And, and and you just go every day like as high as you can. And not everything has to be 100% every single day. Um, not, like for example, with me, it's not every day that I can get my eight hours sleep. If I get yeah. six or seven, you know, I just have to do with that. And that's it. Um, if If, Not every day that I can hit 200 grams of protein, you know, sometimes it's 180 and like, it's fine. I don't have to go and binge eat just because I missed my protein target. It's not every day that I feel like exercising twice a day, you know? No, 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 no. Uh, I know what you mean. It's okay for me to take a day off, take a day off from training and, and so on and so forth. Being a perfectionist, it's the worst mentality that anyone can have towards anything. Because if you don't get started, like you're never gonna get anywhere. Like like if I was being a perfectionist, you understand that I would have never started this podcast. You do you understand that if I was trying to be a perfectionist? Because I don't even fucking know how to work with Zoom, right? So I'm not perfect. I'll do the Instagram live, I know how to do that. And I have no intros and I have no outros and I have the youtube channel and i have like i don't know how to upload spotify but i'll just start there and i started there and i don't know how to get guests i'll work on that and so on you know and and, and here i am a whole year later and now i know how to upload spotify now i know how to do youtubes now i know how to put intros and outros if i was being and and and, and here it's not perfect still it's not perfect but I got sponsors, I got people interested on, 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 on paying for advertisements on the podcast, so I'm actually starting to make money on this. Um, but again, if I was trying to be perfect, I would have never started. You know? Yeah. And like, if I am trying to be perfect for this fight coming, I can tell you already, there's guys there that if it's a one-on-one fight, I'm going to lose, and there's nothing I can do about it because I don't have enough time to catch up with those guys right we're all training at the same time there's guys that are taking the extra classes on saturdays and sundays uh, which are paid for and i i i can't do that because i have a family i have four kids so i know my position is not perfect yeah i'm only training twice a week where i may be fighting a guy that's training four times a week do you know what i mean it's yeah. not perfect but i'm going to do my best you know mm-hmm. so that's that's like that's a terrible men- men- mentality that I tell all my clients. Like, forget about being perfect. It's not about that. It's about taking steps, small steps, if, if it has to be. And in 10 years time, you can look at yourself and you can see, this is what I started. This is what I'm at now, you know? And I'm very blessed that I have now that mentality that I can, I don't give a fuck about the first 300 episodes. I want to know who's going to be my 3,000 episode with. Is it going to be with Conor McGregor? Is it going to be already with the next superstar of the UFC? It might be. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, yes. but I have to build those 300 episodes first and then get to 600 and then get to 1,000 and then 2,000 so that I can get to the 3,000 episode. I put on my post there. One day it's going to be me interviewing Conor McGregor. Because I was there when, when Sean from Severe MMA was doing the interview backstage. And he also gave an interview to the Daily Mirror, the Donna Corbin guy that I was talking mm-hmm. about. Yeah. And he gave an interview to the Low Kick MMA. So like three huge outlets, right? Of, uh, of media. Uh, MMA Island is not at that level. Low, Low Kick has like 200,000 plus followers. Um, or more, I can't remember. But it's like astronomic. Mm-hmm. following um, MMA Ireland's not on that level so he didn't even you know talk to me in you know fine but one day I'll be there so I'm taking steps like uh, again perfect scenario be what to jump straight into the UFC right and cover a UFC event right but no I went plan more first plan more second plan more third fourth fifth oh another show here Cage Legacy cool let's do that oh another show here iur let's do that you know now chaos legacy let's do that okay now i'm at bellator so it's it's a journey man like um yeah i'm, a, I I'm used like to... obviously from a coaching perspective i'm yeah. super against trying to be a perfectionist super against that yeah
0: i used to before i was co-hosting i I used to think that if you want to grow in the name of your podcast or your brand, you'd have to focus mainly on the UFC, on the big names, what's happening in the US. Like you really would, if you focus on the the local scene, what's happening closer to you, around you, then you would be wasting your time. and your following wouldn't wouldn't really grow because from what you, based on what you just said, um, it seems that if your following isn't high enough, then people don't take you seriously. People will not watch your interviews, they will not watch, they will not consume your content. They won't really take any attention to what you' what you're doing. That's what I used to think because based on what you said, if your following isn't high enough m m a island wouldn't have reached out to you, and it looks like certain fighters won't even approach you or even take you up on your offer for an interview so you see, I used to think like that and but it seems to be that what you're saying is is correct, and it seems to be that from what you said. You know, if your following isn't high enough, people won't take you seriously.
1: But here's the thing, right? And here's the other problem what you just said there. If you don't just do UFC, you're not going to make it. Okay. But that's not where my interest lies, right? I, I actually have a passion and I actually have the curiosity to know these guys, right? Yeah. To follow their journey. And yeah. I want to find the next yeah. Conor McGregor before everybody knows who, 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 who they are. And I can tell you right now, another another great example here, Dara Kelly. I don't know if you watch his fight. Uh, Dara Kelly, Bellator, 275. I watched them go um, 8-0, and and I watched them go 9-0 at Wars. Had them on the podcast before that uh, 8-0 number one ranked amateur in the UK and Ireland in the lightweight division makes his pro debut at Bellator against a guy who's 3-0 from the Manchester top team one of the top teams in the UK right, where Lerone Murphy trains and, and Mohamed Mokayev, UFC stars are coming out of that gym the guy's 3-0 taking on a, a guy who's 0-0 right? So I watched him get in there, submit the guy in the first round. Wins. And the news just came out yesterday. Bellator signed him and gave him a four-fight deal. So, right? So this yeah. guy is, is, is potentially going to be 5-0 and in like a year to a year and, and a half. And I'm 100% sure this guy is going to get picked up by the UFC eventually. Or he's going to carry on in the Bellator until he gets a lightweight title shot. One of the two. This guy is special. And I got to see that firsthand from the local shows to the big one. And now the guy got the the, 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 the contract. So, uh, yeah. Like, how special is that? I don't think uh-huh. you understand that or, or, or other people understand that because you guys are not um, leaving what i'm leaving like i'm going to these small shows i'm watching these guys live i'm watching right. them backstage yeah. warming up i'm watching the whole process i used to train myself i know how fucking hard this is which is why doing this podcast kind of lit the fire on me again and i'm like yeah. okay i got to go and finish this chapter of my life i got to at least get one fight out of the way so that i can say that i've done it so uh, this is how i started into mma i started training because I wanted to lose weight. Then it became because I want to fight. I want to compete. And then I couldn't do that. So after all those years, 2010, fast forward to 2022, I'm finally going to be able to compete knock on wood. I get no injuries or anything like that. Um, That stopped me from competing this time. Um, Yeah. I'm one of the guys. And I think people see that. I'm one of the guys. I'm one of the fighters. I'm not just a fan. I'm one of them, you know. I I know firsthand how how hard these guys train and 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 how hard it is to 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 complete an MMA session. Never mind doing like seven to fourteen sessions in a week, um, and 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 having a date that you're gonna to have to show up. And if you haven't put the work, it's gonna show because the other of guys course, yeah. work. Um, yeah, So so yeah, this is special to me. Like this is super special.
0: I guess. Yeah maybe it's just a bad habit that I've had or a bad habit that I've picked up along you know, growing up um, from childhood and adolescence into my young adult years that if you don't focus on the big stuff then you're missing out if you focus on the small stuff you're not going to get anywhere I guess that mentality is something I've got to wash my hands off um, because um, it was it has been suggested to me before you're not the only one that I should focus on the local scene on the UK and, yeah, and the Irish scene as well that uh, that, w- that wouldn't hurt at least, you know, because the big scene, the UFC Bellator 1 Championship, but the UFC in, p- in particular there's still a lot of other podcasts that are already established and they're already talking about those names already, so if, at least over here in the UK and Ireland, we c- you, I think you're way ahead of me, but speaking of, for myself... There's a funny one
1: there's a funny one I found
0: on, uh, on. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Finish your... Um, what oh, I'm saying okay. is that um, at least once the people suggest that if I wanted my platform to grow, it wouldn't hurt to focus on the small names. At least while the smaller names are growing, and getting bigger, but promoters and the athletes and other affiliated individuals, that once they get to that big international stage level, um, of course. I would benefit from that as well.
1: Yeah, but again, like you, you, like you don't do it for the numbers, you don't do no, it for the not. follows, you do it because you want to do it. Mm. And, 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 and that's something that I do because I want to do it, right? Where most of these other podcasts, and like anyone can debate me on this, but most of the, these other podcasts, they are just fans and most of them are casual fans where they just watch UFC, nothing else. Or they watch maybe UFC and Bellator, nothing else, that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, They never train a day in their lives. They don't know how hard this is. They don't know what it is to face another guy um, in one-to-one combat. So there's a lot here to unpack. Um, and again, like, I never started this for the follows. I never started this for the likes, you know. I was like, as a fan, can I get to sit down and speak to this person or that person or that person? You know? Yeah. Can I do that as a fan? And that's how it started. Um, and I got Alexander Osullivan as my first guest, the first guy to say yes. Um, he was number one and number two ranked fighter, amateur of Ireland um, at the time. He came on, we spoke, cool. Number two guest was an amateur that, or, or a guy that wasn't even an amateur, he was going to have a, his amateur debut at Clan Wars um, so that was a different angle so I spoke with a guy that had like 30 fights to a guy that has zero fights and he's about to have his, his fight third episode I get Corey McKenna from the UFC I'm like, oh fuck, this is a big jump um, so then I realized oh fuck, I can actually talk with UFC fighters wow, okay, I didn't think they would say yes to me being this small, but she did, which is mm-hmm. fucking awesome. Um, and then I got Roman Faraldo from the Bellator. Um, the guy had just scored like a flying knockout that went viral. He responded to my DM, and yeah, he came on my podcast. So that was my fourth episode. So like in four episodes, I got a Bellator, a UFC fighter, uh, and two Clan Wars fighters. Um, and And, you know, It just went from there. It just went from there. So, like, I started again, not looking for perfection. Just can I, as a fan, get to know these people and get to know these fighters? And Cordy McKenna was only like six and oh at the time, or six and one, five and one. And then she got her sixth victory. Yeah. So, six and one. So, she's still a prospect, which is why I call the Prospect MMA podcast. (laughs) Roman Faraldo was three and oh as a professional. So I just caught him, like, right there. The guy is now, like, 5-0. and oh, And he scored another flying knee knockout. Um, the, guy, the guy has, like, just finished this. So, like, that's another guy that I want to, you know, keep documenting his journey as uh, he goes up because that's a guy I'm sure people are going to know of. Um, and yeah, man. So, so that, 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 that was my idea for my podcast. And, and that's something that I think people need if they wanna pursue this line of work is like, find your niche, find what you're interested in, find what you want to to do. What can you do forever for free that you're never gonna get tired of? And I can do this for free forever and I'm not gonna get tired of or I'm not gonna stop doing it just because I don't get the views or the follows or this or that, like, you know, I'm good. I'm good with whatever comes from this, no problem, yeah.
0: All right, we have been speaking for us now pushing an hour or 45 minutes to an hour now you said you have going to um interview yeah. coming up at eleven thirty. is that still yeah. still okay so yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. Should mark this as... look so that interview is still going to go ahead with my guy at eleven thirty. yes yeah, yeah yeah
1: he's on my DMs right now he's a uh... Yeah. All right, I mean, so should up, so. we
0: wrap up here and probably just call this part one, should yes. we call part two later? Because we just talked about mainly your experience at Bellator. We haven't talked about Kieran Clark and the um the Bobby Green the Bobby Green and the fight, and Austin Vanderford his fight. Um, I, I, think I, I Sean Strickland I called, I'm him I called him out. i watched that fight,
1: and and I'll tell you very quickly. Here, I've watched that fight. That fight shouldn't have happened. Bullshit fight doesn't give Islam the, 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 the right to fight for the title, in my opinion. Uh, um, if if he was to step up this weekend and fight against RDA, okay. And if he wins against RDA, okay, then that's a legit win. And that would put them in title contention, even if it's fought at 170. Um, but yeah, Bobby Green, like he's not even ranked. Man. And, and, and for them to be like, here, pad your record with this win, it's like, okay, that's not fair.
0: Bobby Green versus Islam.
1: Yeah, I think it's a bullshit matchup. And and then I said that before the fight happened. And when the fight happened, it's like, yep, still a bullshit matchup. I have to look at, okay.
0: Clearly from what you're saying, I need to look into Bobby Green's um, uh, stats much more meticulously. Because I saw the fight and eventually when Islam got him on the ground, I said, okay, that's their fight. So because when these Dagestani guys get their opponent on the ground, it's usually game over from there.
1: Yeah absolutely absolutely all right so yeah Yeah. (laughs) those are my thoughts on that guys thank you Um, for
0: watching if you did enjoy the episode please don't forget to leave a like and please don't forget to subscribe you can listen to the podcast on spotify itunes and on google Podcasts. and i'll leave um, emmanuel's um links to his prospects MMA, mma podcast in the description below so I think are we going to do a part two later to talk about the fights, or are you going to be? We'll
1: see. We'll see. Okay. We'll see. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Today I have training, and then I have. Uh, yeah. Let me just plug that in. I have Turbo coming on the podcast. Flyweight from the US. He's five and O. He trains with Chris Weidman, um, Matt Sarah, and all this stuff uh, in 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 New York. Five and O. Um, CFFC champion that's going to be live on Instagram. So, sure. tune in around half nine, guys, if you want to watch that live.
0: All right, guys, I do myself have some guests coming on. Two of them should have shown up the past for the past two days, but uh, for one thing or the reason or the other, they uh weren't a- were unable to make it. All right, so until next time,
1: okay? Thank you. Give
0: me a smile just uh, for the uh. <laughs> that's all right i'll find something that's good thank you okay